0: You can call me a sore loser, but in the end, I always win.
1: Your words can't hurt me, but seasonal allergies, that's a different story.
0: A <laughs> chill, you guys! It's- <laughs> And these girls, I literally put on my little note thing with your bio that I absolutely did not clear before we started recording. That it's episode 282. It's like literally
1: three. three- the number has to be over 300 because I was at your fucking
0: live show. It's
1: 100%, I think, 302-ish. <laughs> and in my brain, I was like,
0: oh, it's definitely 282. That tells you what happens when I take a week off. <laughs> that literally goes to show. But I took a couple days out have a little nap, and I am back and ready to go. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode whatever. Don't worry about it. And I'm so excited to have... One of my favorite people, my Bravo BFF, he is here. He is in the cloffice. We are vaccinistas, excited to want to mention it all. And, um... Uh, Listen, guys, you know him as content manager, pop culture at Betches Media, host of the Pop Alarm podcast, as well as mention it all and creator of Bravo by Betches. I hope that bio is okay. Welcome back to Andy's girl still in Hafer.
1: Thank you. Thank you. More than okay. What a pleasure.
0: (laughs) Was any of that wrong?
1: No. no, It was right, right?
0: Because I I grabbed it from the last time you were on.
1: Yeah, my life has not changed that much in the last however <laughs> however long it's been, uh, but I'm very excited to be in the clubhouse. I I feel like I'm in I don't know like it feels like if I like the only cooler places we could be recording would be like the the, Cap- the Capri room mm. <laughs> or like but the Capri-, Capri room probably would have worse acoustics. Yeah, that'd be
0: tough.
1: Um, I really want to go. I'm I'm going to be in L.A. later this week, and I the thing is. Like going to Sir or TomTom feels like a very low lift, mm-hmm. but I would, I honestly would love to go to the Buca de Beppo in Encino, but that feels very out of the way. Um, and I just don't know if I'm going to get there.
0: What, what is not to be done, but like Encino is, is that where the people? Is that where, like, they live? Yes. Like, Tom Schwartz and stuff? Didn't they buy in Encino? um,
1: Tom Schwartz. No, they live elsewhere in the Valley. Video Village. Not Video Village. (laughs) (laughs) Not Video Village. They live Um, in Hollywood. They live in Valley Village. Okay. Um, Yeah. but, um, But Encino is where Kyle and Dorit live.
0: Whoa. Kyle's in Encino? Yes.
1: So that's the whole thing. It's funny because it's like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But Kyle, Dorit... Garcelle all live in the valley at this point but it's like it's like close valley
0: wait I'm shaken because I just don't look at at Kyle's new residence as being right Encino well, I think, I think I'm sure I thought it was Beverly Hills I
1: mean I'm not like an LA expert but I spend a lot of time on i Go- I spend a lot of time on Google Maps and the impression I get is that Kyle is in like per one of the Bougier parts. Yeah, her, I mean, I it's mean, like, real obviously insane. it's insane. like a nice part of the valley, but mm-hmm. I think like sh- that sprawling, you know, m- mansion and yard would probably be like twice as expensive if it was in Beverly Hills. I don't know.
0: I mean, and if selling sunset has taught us anything, it is that people are willing to spend in the valley.
1: Right. I mean, Chriselle Yeah. is trying to get her first listing over 10 million and clearly 10 million can buy you a lot in the valley. Um, But yeah, if you I'm not going to I don't I mean, I don't know off the top of my head anybody's addresses, but like I I won't tell you to go like Google Dorit's home address because somebody else already did. But, But like. You could find potentially her house on Google Maps and see that the Bucca de Beppo is like sort of around the corner. It's very close. It was very convenient for her when she had to be there working every day with a hard hat and a hammer.
0: Right, And the the thing is that if you do go, and I think you should go for humanity, <clears throat> I'm going to need you to steal me a plastic lemon. You know that they have replacements. You know that they have extras. I need one for the clawfish. I need one or nine.
1: The problem with Bucca de Beppo, Buc-a-de-be- with, with my Bucca de Beppo is that- it's not – I don't feel like that's a place that you can just kind of like see from a sightseeing perspective. No, I think you have like, to go – you have to eat there. Do I have to eat there and be like, could I please Ugh. be sat in the Capri room? Because that feels humiliating. Also, I'm going to be <laughs> – I'm going to LA for three days. I only have so no, many meals. you're not going to eat there. While I'm there, I don't want to eat Buca de Beppo you're, for one of I those I don't meals. think you
0: should. I think you should go and have a glass of rosé. I think that would actually be iconic in oh. one of those weird – Plastic. And you are going to steal me a fucking plastic lemon. This oh. is a, a friendship contract. I'm going to take
1: a duffel bag and steal everything.
0: Okay, great. And some silverware and stuff.
1: But only from the Buca de not from Dorit's house.
0: I mean, listen. <laughs> Why am I
1: making jokes about Dorit's robbery? Uh, we can't, we have to talk about it.
0: Guys, if you go <laughs> on the Andy's Girls Patreon, I did a 40 minute plus it was the first time I had seen the trailer. I did a live reaction as I typically do, and then I went through it like morsel style and was doing a stop and start to because there was so much. But we have to talk about the, we have to talk about the trailer for Beverly Hills. We have to talk about it.
1: Yes, I um I'm really glad that you finally sat down to watch it because <laughs> it I know took me a minute. I know that you were mostly offline, yeah, Over took, the last few days, break. but I'm sure you had seen little, you know, inklings and pieces because there were some. There were some extremely clippable moments in mm. that in that preview, specifically to me, top highlight uh, number one moment of everything is Garcelle saying, "I don't I don't need to make you look bad, Erica. You can do that on your own." Because I mean, I mean that is I feel like Garcelle this is her third season and it feels like even just from this trailer that like straight to the season top. after season, mm-hmm. she really has come into her own mm-hmm. as a housewife. And right. her first season, there was kind of that criticism that it's like, she Oh, she's there. not, she's not around as much. Right. She doesn't necessarily like seem invested in kind of being a part of the group. And then I think her second season, it really felt like she was present and present and accounted for, and mm-hmm. really engaging more. And then, you know, coming from this trailer, it really feels like she is kind of taking, uh, you know, if there are, let's say, like three t- center diamonds to mm-hmm. be had, it feels like she's kind of growing into that spot in the cast. Wow. I mean, obviously, like, we haven't seen the season yet, so it that might be, like, a false... Impression from the trailer, but it feels like Garcelle really has that presence that maybe a couple seasons ago she she wasn't quite giving in that like housewife sense of things. Who would you put in the other two? Um, From the trailer, I think you have to say Erica, just because it seems like so much of the conflict is still going to hinge on her stuff. And. I would say for if it because I said three, I feel like I have to only do three, but I would say it's maybe between Kyle and Rinna just because Mm. I think like last season I would have not given Rinna the time of day, but based on this trailer, it feels like maybe she's kind of going back to her housewife roots of being an awful person, which I like for her. Mm -hmm. Um, She does it best. She does it. It's what she does best. And I think the last couple seasons or maybe even longer, it's felt like she's kind of doing this dance of like, I want to be likable, but also I'm not that likable, but I don't, I don't know. I have to like, she's playing this character almost, but it's like she, she's at her best as a housewife. I think when she is not playing the character because she is kind of like such a bad friend that, that it's like, when she's trying to control that, it's like, okay, you still seem like sort of a bad friend, but you're like trying not to, you're trying not to show us that. And I'd rather, it's the same, I, it's like Camille season one versus season two, that it's like, if you're like a toxic bitch, I'd kind of rather just see that than mm-hmm. see you do some weird performance art of being, <laughs> oh, Garcelle, I'm a, i am aii would never, you know, like, I right. would rather just kind of see her lean into that. And I'm hoping that this season, you know, like, if you want to be a villain, just want I
0: mean, it looks like she really wants to be a villain in a way that, you know, like, Brandy was really toxic. <clears throat> and I think some of the ways that she sort of got in the middle of all things Richard Sisters was both because she wanted to, like, stir it and make things happen. And also because I think she's just a naturally toxic personality. And with Rina. You know, she's thinking of what plays on TV she's genuinely thinking through the lens of soap opera, but it does appear that she really kind of gets off on this. Like, there's something about making people fracture or feel bad Mm -hmm. through the lens of like sibling rivalry specific to. The Richard sisters, but then also with the women on the show, even as friends, like the Yolanda stuff and whatever else, she seems to really delight in it. And no one's really, truly called her out.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, Yolanda, obviously, I don't think she would have stayed on the show forever, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, she left after kind of that Munchausen sure. debacle with the Lyme disease and all of that. Um, For better or for worse, Denise left after the season Mm -hmm. that Rinna was kind of giving her the most shit. And I think there haven't been a lot of like the, the kind of the foremost targets of Rinna's stuff haven't really stayed on the show to kind of force her to deal with that. And I think maybe Garcelle is one of those people where it's like, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. So Lisa, you have to actually like, deal with the aftermath Mm -hmm. and like if you you can say that you want to be work on our friendship and be a better friend but because I'm staying on the show if you're gonna say that if you don't mean it we're gonna see you not mean it you know with like with somebody like Denise she can be like I feel really bad about what happened with Denise but Denise isn't on the show anymore so if she says she feels bad then nobody's really there to
0: question that Mm -hmm. and
1: it's like but if you say you feel bad about how you treated Garcelle and then you treat Garcelle just as bad the next season every (laughs) we can all see that you uh didn't mean it so I think I am I'm like rooting for Rinna to be a good friend in certain ways like I want her to like be there for Garcelle but then when it comes to like Kyle and Kathy I'm like yeah honestly throw the grenade I don't really care it seems fun to me
0: Do you have any idea what's behind whatever Kathy is saying about Kyle? Because I watched that scene in the trailer. Right? Like, I don't know. I honestly didn't have an inkling that there was something going on. And yet I'm watching that moment and I'm watching how easily Kyle is giving permission to have Rinna involved in right? what is a multi-layered, complicated dynamic with another sibling. And I got into depth on, about this on the Patreon, but like, have we, How is Kyle so easily forgiven Lisa Rinna, just even in the context of like familial dynamics for saying that her other sister was soon to die. Like why would you involve this person in another complicated dynamic with your older sister after what she said about, Kim. I don't understand the level oh of trust.
1: I it's not funny, but the close to death comment just makes me laugh every single time it's because like, it's so oh, absurd.
0: No, the best part is about it is in fucking Mexico when they were there for the agency, and Rena's like, I don't think I said it. Like, it doesn't sound like something I would say. <laughs> the, I mean, you know my what? God. You know what?
1: That also just makes me think of what? which is like different context, but when um <laughs> when <laughs> what? When Aviva compared Sonia to Anna Nicole Smith, and, she was like, it's a compliment. And, she was a star. And Heather Thompson's saying, she died, Aviva. Aviva was like, she was really popular. No, she was beautiful. She was iconic. Like, she died, Aviva. That's not how you meant it. You were in like, like Marilyn. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I um, intended. No, I think, yeah, I mean, Lisa Rinna, I think, is in an interesting position as a housewife in general, that she kind of has that, like that, like spiritual OG status in mm. a way, just because she, since LVP left, it really has felt like she and Kyle are kind of like the, the like tent poles of the franchise in mm-hmm. a way. But then also to counter that, it's like, she has that status because of longevity on the show, which I, I, <sighs> respect Mm -hmm. but then also I think she's kind of in this weird like no man's land of maybe some of the women in the cast are still really good friends with her because there's or at least like allied with her in that weird like Fox Force way Mm -hmm. but in terms of the viewership I think she really is kind of at sea in term like with her reputation and with kind of the fans of the show because I feel like As somebody who is, I mean, runs an Instagram account with a couple hundred thousand followers who all watch this show. I feel like there are a lot of housewives who divide public opinion, Mm -hmm. but I gotta say, I don't feel very much love for Lisa Rinna the last year or so. And it's like, even like a housewife, like with, with New Jersey this season posting about it, whenever you post about, Margaret right. or Teresa or right. Jackie or I mean kind of anyone you get comments that are t- just hateful and right. then you get comments that are like oh fucking love her right same with same with OC anytime you post about Heather Dubrow mm-hmm. you're gonna get comments that are like she's such a fake bitch and I don't understand blah, 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 blah. but then you're also getting like Queen Heather saving the franchise right. and I think with most housewives and honestly probably with like the best housewives you get that back and forth and that is like healthy Mm -hmm. I mean until it's not but um (laughs) until it's too toxic Mm. but with Lisa Rinna at least from the side of social media that I come into contact with which is like a pretty broad audience I feel like Lisa Rinna is like kind of almost universally disliked
0: and how much of that do you think helps her in relation to her friendship with like Erica Jane, because Erica has received obviously, you know, waves of very, very, very deep dislike publicly. And yeah. otherwise Rinna's obviously been used to it. I wonder how much of that adds itself to like almost being a little bond for the two of them.
1: I wonder about that this season, how Lisa Rinna is going to kind of deal with, phase two of the Erica Mm. of the Erica scandal because obviously last season she seemed very reticent to ask any questions just kind of like she was drifting along and was like well Erica's our friend (laughs) it would be it would be pretty messed up for us to ask questions and I whatever she chose her side Um, but this season if the Erica I have a feeling that Erica's position in the group this season is not or, like, maybe her issues with people in the group are not going to be as laser-focused on the Tom thing. Really? I mean, it just feels like the way that she's talking to Garcelle and the stuff, you know, it just feels like maybe people are going to be a little more, like, done with her shit in a general sense Mm. versus just, like, I want to ask questions about, what you knew Mm -hmm. because i don't i mean you can't keep having the same conversation over and over and over again but at at a certain point if erica is being nasty so so nasty and so rude to sutton and to garcelle based on questions they've asked or anything like at a certain point they're just like not gonna like her because of her personality not because she like may have scammed money out of orphans or and widows um so it's like i think maybe the root cause will still be the tom stuff but i have a feeling that the the some of the conflicts will feel a little less centered on that which i'm Mm -hmm. actually excited for because i think that was one of i didn't have an issue with it last season but i think you always have to wonder when there's such a such a such an intense, like, scandal or something that it's, like, okay, like, I am really interested in this, but also, like, we can't only talk about this for 20 episodes a season in perpetuity. And so I think this year it's going to be intriguing to see kind of, like, how the d- the group dynamic, like, evolves and changes in regard to the Erica situation. Because there hasn't actually been, like... I feel like since they filmed last season's reunion to now or to, like, when they were filming this season 12, I mean, there haven't been, like, monumental changes Mm -hmm. in Erica's situation. It's not like there's, like, a new bombshell article coming out every week. So, it's it was, I think it's kind of, like, with, um, with Beverly Hills, or with Salt Lake, this past season, people were, like, why aren't they talking about Jen Shaw as much as they talked about Erica? And it's, like, because Jen Shaw was charged and indicted, or, yeah, and arraigned, and now she's awaiting trial. And so there isn't new information. And right. so It's like, I don't want to have the conversation if there's nothing new to talk about. So I don't know. We'll see.
0: I mean, with Erica, too, it's you're bringing up so many interesting points. And the one that I kind of focus on after watching the trailer and watching her reaction to Crystal is both. Oh God, I feel like the first part of it is like. This is a woman who's just so obviously unkind. And at what point, regardless of the amount of stress that you're under and feeling like you're constantly under attack, are you held accountable for being a dick to your friends? And I use friend circle in the to your cast. Like if you're going to act like a twat to this person and be incredibly sharp and cruel and rude regardless of the fact that it involves actual victims and you don't see, you seem to take that as a joke or an affront. I I mean, at what point are you held accountable for just being a little bit of a twat?
1: Yeah. I think that's what I mean with like the, when saying like that people like Garcelle and Sutton are just going to start to dislike her on it in a general sense that it's like, yeah, like if somebody even if there was a specific reason why you had a disagreement in the first place, if somebody's just being like an asshole to you for two years, you're not going to be like, "Oh well, she she is nice and I do like her." But one time we had a disagreement, you're going to be like, "No, she's like kind of a bitch."
0: Yeah, and not a. No, she's always been like, "Yes, queen, like bitch," and it's like you know no, what? She's actually
1: like, a bitch. Right? she's an, a bitch. Right? Not <laughs> I'm like sorry. not like bi- I'm not <laughs> not like bitchy in a This, is her, this is her thing. It's like, no, she just, like, is mean. kind of a shitty person. She's,
0: like, actually kind of a shitty person, though. And it's I feel like we don't talk about that enough because she's been under stress or whatever and people have defended her. But the thing is, like, she's – when someone shows you who they are, believe them, she's not a nice person. We are – a lot of people give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But she, it's actually not deserved. She tells us repeatedly – but she's not a good person. She's making fun of the victims and of people who are asking about them. She's not even addressing or dealing with the fact. Because I don't think she, be- and this is, a, I'm going on a lot of different. so feel free to ring me in. But, like, I don't think she believes that those people are victims. I think she believes that people are coming after her. And it's everybody against her. And if you ask any questions, you're in that group. And she, I do believe she puts the victims in that dynamic in such a way that is it's to me ludicrous it, it makes me think that she yeah. really doesn't believe that what happened was wrong
1: well the moment in the trailer and correct me if i'm misremembering this i think she i asked, watched it 85 times right i know you did and she asks she asks crystal i think if crystal is showing sympathy for the victims because she thinks it's, it's cool. like cool or trendy or whatever and it's like that is so fucked up Yeah, I'm interested to see that in context, but, like, I can't imagine a way that that will not seem like an absolutely wild, out-of-pocket thing to say. Yeah. Because it's, like, regardless of what Crystal has decided or her thought process journey, because, I mean, they've all been dealing with this for over a year now. Like, trust me, they've all had plenty of time to ponder and think and consult and um, Mm -hmm. whatever, but, like... The fact that after all of this shit, it's, like, that's where Erica's, like, mind is still at. That it's, like, you sign in. You're going to make people think that I'm bad because you want publicity and you want to look good. So you're going to say that the victims are important. And it's, like... They are. It's, like, so... She's, like, literally, like, a hundred steps behind the eight ball of, like, what is actually happening. And it's like, no, 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 like, no, like, like from day one, like even last, you know, like last year when at the reunion, when it's like, when she's like, what do you want me to say that? Like, uh, that I don't want those people to have their money. And it's like, you literally are, are just making yourself look so like heartless in a way that it's like, even if you are, I just don't understand why people like tell on themselves so much. I was talking about this, um. On my, on my, on po- mention it all today, I was, we were talking about um, the way that on Summer House this season, they had that like really mm. raw conversation yes. of when Maya was feeling kind of like just dis- yes. disrespected by people in the yeah. house and about
0: microaggressions and triggers yeah, they and had,
1: race. They had what I think most people saw as like a really incredible, meaningful, mm-hmm. impactful conversation and everybody. Everybody like showed up to that conversation in the way that was appropriate. And I was saying that it's like, first of all, I know it's like a generational divide. I think in general, people like millennials will say probably have an easier time having those conversations than boomers like, you know, like Ramona. But it's like also I was saying that even if I were coming from a purely cynical place, They understand that it's, like, if you're on a TV show that people are going to watch and be critical of how you're acting, that it's, like, it's probably a better look to come into this conversation about race, not spouting off your, like, ignorant, like, white nonsense, whereas, like, I don't understand why some people on these shows don't realize, like, the way they're going to come off that it's like
0: yeah, I don't I don't buy I don't know that I buy I don't think it's generational I think it's situational I well, know that yeah, you're not, it's not wrong it's not but only, I don't believe that it's, it's an age only, thing I think it's like right. a like an Erica Jane has lived in the Erica Jane is 50 and Kyle's what 38 They're, that's not a big difference right. in age no it's not but it's environment it's the yeah. world in which you've lived
1: I just more it's yeah the generational thing is like a, a an aside I guess but I don't understand, like, why somebody in Erica's position has, still doesn't realize that it's, like, regardless of how I actually feel, whether maybe I give no fucks about the victims, but, like, you really can't wrap your mind around the fact that people, you are on TV, and you are going to look bad if you don't pretend to care about the victims, and I don't think that, You know, it just is like kind of wild to me that some people on these shows can't just like fake it, just like pretend, like act like you care.
0: Well, that's the thing with act like
1: you're like act like you're not racist if you don't want to if you don't want to have people. They don't know how
0: because they don't believe that they are like the thing with erica jane is that she says at the reunion of course i've done these things of course i've talked about the importance of Mm. being a victim when she literally didn't during but she's like she comes from the perspective of like you have to assume that i feel these things i demand that you make those assumptions and then in the trailer for next season she's like how dare you even consider them you should be understanding why I can only take into account myself. And if you are putting into the conversation considerations for people, quote unquote, victims. Right. It is an, a, a direct attack and you're putting me into a mode in which I have to seek and destroy. Like that's the the Erica conundrum to me is both her demanding that we assume the best of her while she always assumes the worst of every everybody else, including most importantly the people who were defrauded who might be watching the show, watching her wear that motherfucking Panther ring. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's a question I need to have um, Andy Skrull's official legal legal correspondent, Emily D. Baker, back on soon. Because, (laughs) like, it is a question when it comes into the idea of the way that she is fighting things in court versus essentially misrepresenting what is her legal strategy, which she has every right to have on the show. At a certain point, it's like, so we're not going to take ownership. And I understand the legal part of it, of not feeling like you should. but. To whatever the reverse of disarming is, the ways that she's reacting and responding—it's just honestly gross.
1: Yeah, um, well, I mean, maybe she's wearing the panther ring, but I gotta say, those new promo looks—hers looks, looks kind of cheap. So, um,
0: except that crown scene, I was like, Layla, Leilani, Lila, whatever the name of her assistant is, who I've truly never remember. I'm so, uh-huh. I'm so sorry, but. You know, she's been doing some of the, the glam. Like, she still, I think, has, has a hair person. But, like, for glam, she... That
1: makeup, the blush.
0: But, well, but the crown look, I thought, was great.
1: She did look good. I remember... She looked amazing. I remember when that party happened on social media. And I think... I mean, like, she can still give... She can give good costume. But it's, like, those promo looks that where they're all wearing silver.
0: hmm
1: For the most part, like, everybody looks pretty expensive. are not going to look expensive.
0: Well, she probably didn't pay for it because that's a cast thing. It's not like she had to supply her own glam, like with no the not, individual not, not the glam.
1: Like her her dress looks cheap.
0: Oh, oh. Well, then that it I looks have no like honestly, it. it
1: looks like a like a drag costume almost.
0: I mean, that's my goal every day,
1: so. but not like a good like
0: <laughs> <laughs> like a Wednesday instead of a Saturday.
1: Like a like a like a Tuesday the, night. The at queen seven? at the local bar like sewed this, and she's like not. She's like starting out in drag.
0: You know that Erica's like, I can give you such a great opportunity to work on my. Erica's gonna go the way of Sonia Morgan with her volunteers. Yeah, she's
1: gonna be like, Look, baby, <laughs> you're gonna come to my house all this week. It's gonna be such good exposure. Oh my god. Bravo's gonna post to the designers, mm-hmm. and I'll 85% sure I'll spell your name right when I tell it to them. <laughs>
0: i mean that you gonna go the wrong. way of shannon's
1: reunion look with Which, bones
0: jesus oh. christ and oh. then he w- and then he said on social something along the lines of like i didn't have her measurements and i only had two days and it's like sweetie if you didn't have her measurements and you only had two days you get those measurements and you make more time because what you deliver that yellow look was awful it was
1: so bad it was awful and i wanted to be Okay, I think, however, that story got leaked to the press, a.k.a. directly from Shannon, Mm. was shitty, I think, to, like, put him on blast like that. Mm -hmm. But I do, so, like, in that sense, I'm on his side. But then in the other sense, it's like, the dress was
0: bad. The dress was bad, and she did, she gave you such... She essentially did the favor of saying that you styled it when mm-hmm. someone had to fucking run out and very quickly buy her a dress because what you gave her was not going to work. You can't look at that dress no, as a designer bad. and think like this. This isn't we're not on Project Runway anymore. This is IRL.
1: Right. And like uh, especially something like it's not like something that she's wearing to a dinner party. It's like it's a thing now that. Housewives reunion looks are picked apart and immortalized Mm -hmm. and you know they release the photos and all the Bravo accounts post them and do polls and you know who wore it better and then of course we watch it on the TV screen and it's forever and ever when somebody goes and watches binges Real Housewives of Orange County on Mm -hmm. Peacock or whatever we're all going to see that dress until the end of time and I think like I mean, there have been plenty of like unflattering reunion looks. It's not the. I don't think it's a. It's a. Um, I don't think it's like a thing that has an especially high success rate in right. terms of like people looking amazing at reunions. But it's like there are some bad reunion dresses that are like etched in my brain. And especially after after Shannon's reunion look last season, mm. she needed a win. She did, and, thank and I, God I do God think she, she, got she, one. she looks good. She looks phenomenal. She looks good in the dress they ended up getting for her. Which I'm I'm relieved. I I mean I you we've talked about Shannon before. I don't feel the same way you do about her, <laughs> but like, Mama needs a win.
0: I mean, Mama does need a win.
1: Do you feel like this season? I don't know if we've talked about OC this I don't season think we at have all. A lot, but do you I, I feel love like? Do you feel like this season has been in any way a win for Shannon?
0: Well, it's hard for me to discuss that because. I know what's coming because word on the street about the reunion, which yada yada, is that it's going to be very, very bad for Shannon. It's like the entirety of the reunion is Shannon is under attack, which is not surprising considering the lead up to the season finale, which I think is the next episode, is Shannon's under attack. But I think, what was even your question? Because now I'm thinking about Shannon under attack.
1: Just how you feel like this season has gone for Shannon because I know you're invested.
0: I think it's going, I'm extremely invested. I think it's going well in the sense that I'm hearing from people that they understand Shannon a little better than they have before. But for the purposes of like the interpersonal dynamics with the cast, it couldn't be going worse because she and Gina are fighting through Emily in such a way that they're not even... It's like they're not even really... They're mad at each other because of an interpretation that's been given to them. Mm -hmm. It's more Gina against Shannon than it is Shannon against Gina. And it's just so frustrating because you would think leading up to the reunion, these women would have seen the footage. And I think Gina is so steadfast in her anger toward Shannon. But it's like all through the lens of what Emily told her that I think that's a difficult thing for Shannon to have to deal with because... How much of an interpretation should she have to take responsibility for?
1: This is, I think, my favorite of Emily's yeah, seasons. Agree. I think she's had her best season kind of by far. Yeah. but
0: Honestly, for all of them, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Everybody's having a good season. Gina,
1: I mean, the last couple episodes, I think some people are kind of like fed up with Gina. But, Even if
0: I don't agree with her, I'm yeah. still really enjoying her.
1: Yeah, and I think Emily this season has played a very important role mm. of kind of – the bone carrier. Mm -hmm. She's she's kind of played telephone in both directions. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also think she's done it in a little bit of an inelegant way because Gina and Shannon both know for a fact that Emily is the one that has kind of been um, you know, spilling their the tea out of, you know, both ends of the kettle or whatever. Um (laughs) I don't know what that is. But I'm into that. But yeah, I think Shannon's in a little bit of a tough spot because clearly Neither Emily nor Gina care that much about their friendships with Shannon. Mm -hmm. And I think Heather going into this season, I think Shannon likely saw potential Mm -hmm. for a -hmm. couple of different scenarios with Heather, either that they could sort of team up and let bygones be bygones and kind of like go into a new era as like a dynamic duo, or maybe that they would kind of continue their issues from the past and be like iconic rivals or something. Mm. But it's almost like the, the thing that's actually happened is sort of like worst case scenario for Shannon that in the first few episodes of the season, they fought Heather, put her in her place. They agreed to sort of, you know, put it to bed, Mm -hmm. but Heather doesn't seem to be really interested in, giving Shannon the time of day. Right. It's like, okay, like they're, they seem pretty cordial with each other. For the most part, they haven't been clashing that much this season, but I don't think it's because they're becoming friends. I think it's because Heather doesn't really like care. And I think Mm. in terms of Bravo looking at what to do with Orange County, I think they've, they feel like they, they likely feel like they've invested a lot of resources into the return of Heather And so, like, I've seen some people saying, like, do you think Heather will be back for another season? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Because I don't think they would want to. First of all, I don't think they need to admit failure because I don't think it's a failure this season. But also, I don't think they would want to sort of acknowledge that, oh, we hyped up the return of Heather so much and then it didn't go the way we thought it would. I think Heather has done fine this season. I think Heather has given us kind of what was to be expected from Heather. Mm -hmm. And I think most likely the way they would want to go is bringing on some of Heather's Mm. IRL friends next season. And I hope and pray Tamra. And I think, (laughs) I think that Tamra coming back I want to see it, but I also think it's kind of like it would be a little bit of a life raft for Shannon, just because we it would be a guaranteed storyline.
0: Oh, I was about to—I gave you no, absolute eyes. No, no, no,
1: no, not because I think that it would be a friend for her, but I think that it would give it would give her a compelling arc of people want to see what's going on between Shannon and Tamra. But
0: the thing is, and this is so unfair of me, but you know, I I love my Shannon. I, I do stand I for do. my Shannon. I know. Shan. I know. I, I love my Shannon. It's like the idea of there's no such thing as bad press because you're getting attention with Shannon. I don't think she would care about that, even though she needs the check with Shannon being under attack in the way that she is Tamra coming back and you know, Tamra would seek and destroy and it would be, I just think like, I don't know how much of that Shannon could handle because Tamra so obviously is out for blood hers specifically, that I'm concerned for Shannon in that spot I don't think it would be I also don't think it would be dynamic interesting storyline because she's she would just become undone and we've seen Shannon undone before it's actually pretty dark and for her to be at the spot that she's in feeling as vulnerable as she is not having the support of David and whatever capacity he was willing to do but like even just from a superficial level, she's just much more vulnerable. And I get nervous about that because I don't think it would be fireworks. I think it would be someone, unfortunately like blowing off their fucking hand, you know?
1: Yeah. And I, I, I do think you're right in the sense that like what I was saying with Heather this season for the first, you know, couple of filming events, she really Mm. was like laying into Shannon and she was like, she was like, we're (laughs) done here. Leave. (laughs) Like she, you know, she did, she shut down the sushi party. It was Mm -hmm. the whole thing. But then once they did the pinky promise, she kind of was like, OK, like I'm above this. I don't.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. And she also turned her sights on Noella or Noella turned her sights on her yeah. slamming people. Into- <laughs>
1: um, but then I think wh- when what you're saying about Tamara is like if sh- if Tamara came on the show, she is not like. You know, like if Heather, Heather's like the kind of like animal that's going to like, you know, play with the bone for, like, a couple minutes and then mm-hmm. get bored and, like, go look look at something else, Tamara's not going to stop with the bone until the bone is, like, done. She's like,
0: going to jab that bone directly into your, like, carotid artery and watch you bleed out.
1: <laughs> right. Like, if... if and she's
0: going to be like, how dare you leave it? Because
1: Heather, like, Heather is a producer in the sense that she wants to have control of what's going on. Right. Tamara is a producer in the sense that she is...
0: Going to harm you. Going
1: to give you what you want, no matter what. And like, by you,
0: she means the audience, regardless of who she actually harms.
1: Exactly. And so I think like for in terms of.
0: More feral Lisa Rinna.
1: A more feral Lisa Rena. A Lisa Rinna with less to lose, maybe. Yeah, Tamara doesn't have shit to lose. But, but what? She's selling her CBD gummies. Other than that, <laughs> is cut, did Cut Fitness ever reopen? Unclear. Oh, did it? I don't know.
0: Wow, that would be the end of an era. No, it has to be there. Maybe they're doing like online stuff. I think stuff. it is. I
1: know. I will. Like, I know they were closed for a while during the pandemic, but I, I feel I'm like sure it's reopened. I feel like we would have heard if it was like yeah, that would dunzo. be a thing. One hundred percent, that would be a thing. Um, would you? What are your thoughts on if Vicky comes back? Like, would you? Oh or no, if, no, what? okay. <laughs> Nobody's saying that. No, but like I've seen people. I don't think I. You've I seen
0: Christian, friend of the pod, say that repeatedly. Yeah, every no. I. I, day. I just see like
1: some people are like, oh, well, if Tamara came back, it would be fun to have Vicky as a. No, friend.
0: it wouldn't. I'm okay. good. I agree.
1: I agree. I don't want that.
0: I don't. I don't want that. i nervous. Vicky. I'm
1: nervous enough as it is for Ultimate Girls Trip too.
0: It sounds not good. Like I hate to say it, but like it's the brandy levels of chaos that make me a little uncomfortable where it gets very dark and I think I don't even attribute that to brandy. I'm just saying in the with the uh, Vicky versus Dorinda yelling at each other about science. I don't think that's going to be entertaining. I think it's just yeah. going to be frustrating. I'm
1: curious like in after we've heard a lot of sources from the filming of that show. Mm -hmm. But obviously, we've seen nothing, no kind of trailer, Mm -hmm. no footage. And so I'm really curious to see what happens with that show in editing in post-production because, like, are they going to leave in Vicky screaming about vaccines? I think that's
0: at the heart of it.
1: I I mean, I hope that they do just because, first of all, it sounds sounds entertaining (laughs) because I'm a masochist, apparently. But also, like... I want people to watch the show and like see Vicky for who she is. Like I don't oh, want Oh, that's
0: a good point. I don't
1: want I mean first of all, I think Girls oh. Trip 1 I enjoyed, but oh. was kind of light on the drama, which
0: I liked.
1: Which I liked, but I'm I'm excited for this kind of more like action-packed version, but also it's like I don't want people to watch this show and be able to be like, "Oh, like Vicky's off her rocker." Ha ha ha. Like I want people to watch this and be like, "No, she's like a toxic Old lady,
0: what is this ageist?
1: She just name. turned sixty.
0: She looks <laughs> she had like three different birthday oh, parties. She's like, no, she's like this. I think it's because I just had my. She's birthday. like
1: this toxic nightmare. There we go. That's better. Yeah, like <laughs> I think that is like kind of the thing. And I mean, we've you and I have talked, uh, chatted offline about uh, one Ms. Kelly Leventhal recently Um, (laughs) and like we don't have to get into it but but it's like I think there is something to be said for like yes I can put aside someone's politics when I'm watching a show because like it's not always about that absolutely but like there is a certain point where it's like you have to you have to like understand that some of these people are like bad and like rough and like with somebody like Vicky I feel like when she was on the show it was before we were having a lot of like conversations about race in America mm-hmm. or like things like that like she never really had to like do that when she was on housewives and I think that probably um salvaged bits and pieces of her reputation because I have a feeling if she was like Ramona and was like on OC when you know, she missed the whole Black Lives Matter season when people were mm-hmm. coming for Bronwyn for, like, taking pictures at a protest. And it's like, oh, my God, that would have made Vicky look very good if she was on that season. Mm-hmm. So, like, with somebody like her, I'm like, okay, good. Like, go on there. Talk about vaccines. I hope they leave it in because, like, it's going to – I think it's going to, like, wash off the, the like – Luster of – Yeah, like, the, the idea that yearning. a lot of people have of, like – she's the og that it's like okay what so what like
0: well i feel like the purpose of this upcoming spinoff is like the dark underbelly but like it's entertainment and there is something to be said for you know i got this satchel of gold and guys um in andy scrolls parlance satchels of gold are your thoughts and feels questions and concerns about housewives and bravo content and specific episodes and send them to me my dms on instagram um but anyway, I got this satchel that I've been holding on to because it's so interesting and dynamic, and I just need to spend six hours of it on Patreon. But it's <laughs> essentially somebody saying, in essence, um, you know, when it comes to a housewife of differing political ideology, how are you able to process that through the lens of your affection for them? Which is such an interesting point and one that I've really thought about because I think I was, For lack of a well, I think I have come to a better understanding of the ways that I myself was blocking people out and not willing to look at someone as a human person. I was only looking at them as their political ideology. I think it's because during the height of the Black Lives Matter protests, during the height of COVID, when I just myself was was. I don't know that it was like an active participant in cancel culture, but they're just in in essence, there were things that I said on the pod or on social yeah. that I, I wouldn't say now. I think that I am more interested in muddling in the gray a little bit, but all that being said, like, you know, this person referenced Shannon, which I thought was a great example of like, you know, she is likely a conservative. How do you measure your affection for her? Like where do you introduce political thoughts and opinions into the dynamic of liking this person and I just kind of think my response to that is like when it comes to Kelly or Vicky I don't look at them first through the fact that we have political differences I look at them as trash people and with Mm -hmm. Kelly and maybe with Vicky they are two people It's probably not fair to Vicky to put her at that level, but like because of just Vicky's importance to Housewives as a whole. But like these are people who are in more Kelly than not, like in need of a Bravo edit where if you allow them to just speak without a filter, you might find them much less entertaining than you would in an ensemble quasi-comedy. And I like think of the Vicky on the spinoff stuff and I'm like, oh, this is going to be tough because even though she will be on a edited Bravo show, there is an element here where, of protection that she maybe had and that Kelly had in years past where, you know, you thought she was good for the show or valuable for the show, but like isn't necessarily a good person in such a way that crosses a line in a universe that's made up of people who you know, through the value system of good, air on the side of not, and so like for me, when it comes to political ideology, I want to focus more. Like Emily, to me, yeah, we have, I'm sure, extreme political differences. I'm really liking her as a person, noting that she's like a truth teller, a shit star, like closer on the side yeah. of shit during the season. But I really am enjoying understanding her in a different way, and it's like i don't know i think there's a way for us to have a conversation where we should be able to talk about things without immediately saying well this person supported you know a political stance a political candidate or an ideology so i'm unwilling to appreciate them in any way and i just think it's such a disservice to us as humans because then we are people who are active supporters of cancel culture then we are just like I'm knocking. I'm not even going to fucking knock at the door. I'm just going to burn the house down. And it's like, okay, well, then it's just going to be you and ashes on the floor. It's going to be you and ruined floorboards and a Manolo that used to have a heel. Like, at a certain point, when are we going to say, like, we're not, we're not, we're just not doing a service to each other by being isolated? And I know that that's something that I have the privilege Mm -hmm. and benefit of saying, but I just think that, like, I don't know. At a certain point, like when are we going to be able to find ways to connect? I also think. I don't know if that made any sense. Well, I
1: think you can come. You can
0: compartmentalize.
1: compartmentalize the idea of like housewives. some. I might not agree with somebody right. on like a on like a deep level politically or ideologically or like about certain right. specific issues. But it's like I'm not buying into them as like a. A political figure or like some self-help guru that I'm going to follow to the ends of the earth. It's like I'm watching the TV show that they're on along with six other people.
0: Yeah. Like how far do we want to take this? Because at a certain point, then it's only a conversation about politics and we're forgetting why we like housewives. Right. And I mean. It's about stories about women.
1: I was thinking when you were talking about. um, like. on the floor. (laughs) surrounded by ash like all the different like
0: gotta knock on glass for that sorry with, so neurotic
1: <laughs> with, with like various you know franchises and things obviously some are i would say some are i am more politically aligned with the casts in general but like with a show like miami or something like i have a feeling like maybe like maybe half that cast i wouldn't love to know about much more about their politics. it hasn't come up in any meaningful way and I like I'm not like looking to ruin everything for myself
0: and also maybe yeah like uh, there are people on the cast I think it would probably be three quarters of the cast I don't think it would be half the cast that you may or may not agree with politically but it's we're watching housewives we I feel like some of us got lost in the water a little bit. Yeah. And I think it's good to have conversations when they exist in the world of housewives or not, or a connective thread. And a lot of it is because of these women themselves, the things that they've said and done. So it's like, you're going to have that conversation, but also, I just think it's like a disservice to the Bravo community to get so far out of it that we're unwilling to accept or acknowledge or empathize with women because of who they voted for. Because I don't think that's the, Mm -hmm. it's not this, it's not how housewives was created. It in many ways shows the cracks in the foundation of housewives because it so it was so directly <laughs> it was so far away from that idea or that talk at the beginning yeah. of the show that it's like, OK, we're trying to make things work in a structure that wasn't built in that way. It wasn't necessarily built to inform people. But and some of these franchises are doing a pretty good job of it and some are, are not. But also, like, I don't know. I, I just think there's so much noise right now and so much hate and anger that people have at each mm-hmm. other. And that people are going to express at each other that it's like, why do I expect that people will be interested in nuance when you can't even have a basic conversation without people trying to like tell you to, you know, say vile and terrible things? But I don't know. I think that like we're pretty smart people, housewives viewers. You're on a show that's focused on the psychology and behavior of these women. And I just think sometimes like if we focus on that, Mm-hmm. It, it's a benefit. It's a benefit to talk about women's behaviors because then, God forbid, you might go down the line where you want to have a conversation with about politics with these women, and you can because there's a trust there because you're talking about behavior and interest in life.
1: Yeah. I also think this is slightly different, but there, we, I see a lot of talk, especially this comes up in New Jersey, about um, people – not having storylines oh and i think that is like i f- i mean first of all i think it's like a little bit of a like false narrative that it's like every housewife is supposed to have their like neat little storyline each right. season like that we don't actually need
0: also what is a storyline that's like a chicken and right the egg but thing it's like, like but conflict, i saw marriage, this is marriage <laughs> divorce
1: no, I mean, like, what
0: terrible I thing has like, to happen in your life for us to decide if you like have enough like, of a storyline?
1: I feel like whatever about bringing this up, but like, I saw, I've seen somebody on Twitter was like, Ugh. "Jackie's storyline this season is literally ice cream."
0: Oh my god, what a terrible! And person. it's like I've
1: seen a couple people. Oh who my god, have expressed us like a
0: what a shitty person. And it's <laughs> like,
1: first of all, it's like okay, first of all. I could of, I could scroll through your tweets and just like see right off the yeah, bat that you're you just vile. like well just that you like hate Jackie. Like it's right. not it's not a thing oh of like my god, people are awful. on that level. It's not actually about like whether or not she has a compelling storyline. It's about that you've like you're a, a Teresa stan so you've decided Jackie's your worst enemy and like nothing she could possibly Ugh, do would be like such something you would really like. But even. then it's but also on just like uh taking that statement at face value, it's mm. like if you think ter- if you think Jackie's storyline this season is ice cream. What what do you consider to be an acceptable storyline? Story because it's like okay, so I mean f- first of all, it's just like wild to me that people are so dismissive of what she's going through oh, because it's like it's
0: total f- first
1: of all, it's real. It, it I don't think it's I couldn't be more serious. Right, like I don't I haven't seen anyone argue because I think it would be extremely hard to argue that she's not being like authentic with what she's going through but then it's like if you don't think that that's a storyline acceptable for housewives or worthy of housewives it's like then what what is everybody else doing like i don't okay teresa's like moving and dating someone's maybe shitty dating someone who's maybe shitty that she also isn't willing to really talk about
0: right so there's no storyline there. right so
1: it's like what's her storyline i i mean like melissa is like the 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 one who always comes up in the conversation about (laughs) storylines because some of hers have been fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But it's like people are like, Melissa's storyline is her daughter's knee. And it's like, I actually thought that was a really interesting conversation that she had with Antonia the last couple weeks about her motivation and how Melissa was depressed when she was like, I think sometimes people people get so caught up in their like personal likes and dislikes of these people that they're making demands or having critiques that, like, don't actually make sense. And mm-hmm. it's, like, if you look at, like, o- through all the years of Housewives, it's, like, if you look, if, like, if you take each each season of each Housewife and, like, what percentage of them had, like, truly, like, interesting storylines, it's mm-hmm. probably not that high. Like, that's not actually what the show is built on. So that that, honestly, is something that's, like, always bothered me about kind of, like, discourse about housewives is that it's like, I don't actually care if everybody has a storyline. I I care that you're like an interesting personality who's like contributing to the group. And maybe, maybe your storyline is just that you're like not getting along with someone.
0: What if we as a community and as a culture changed the term storyline and instead of storyline, we said stakes.
1: Yeah.
0: Because you look at like the Jackie thing, I can't. I like actually for my own journey. Yeah. I, I can't get into it, but through, I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's unfortunate because I like talked about it more on Patreon. but yeah, it's no, like, no. No. I it's don't. It's just one of those. We don't things. need to
1: like ha- rehash it. Yeah. I just, it's, it's, was like, it's
0: it's the stakes are so high that I'm yeah. like, ooh, let's not. But in it, I'm so glad that you referenced this and you brought it up because I just think for the purposes of stakes. That is an interesting conversation because when it gets into storyline, it almost makes me feel like these women have to sacrifice their happiness to give us content. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you could make that argument that stakes does it as well. But I also think that stakes, it's just more organic to a person's life because when we use the free storyline, which we all do, I think through the process of like production, which obviously has a big part of it, especially when conflict is so valued. But stakes to me is like, okay, how does this factor into your current life? Like the stakes for Melissa are very high. She wants to make sure that her daughter is okay. The stakes yeah. for Jackie are very high because we're talking about her physical, literal life, and also the ways that she looks at herself through the lens of her children. Like their and you know, her relationship with her husband. There are a lot of stakes there. Like. With Teresa, you could argue that she has really big fucking stakes to yeah, try her- to make this work with Louis. She's got to
1: protect her love bubble.
0: She's got to protect her love You're bubble. You're not going to pop my love bubble. <laughs> but also, like, her, she's, through the choice of her relationship yeah. with Louis, she's making, and I don't mean this as a critique, I'm just the, the actual fact, her children move out of the home that, P.S., they should have moved out of years ago. So yeah. this is, like, very good for everyone. It's healthy. But it is sad and difficult to ask these kids, and she's doing it with a lot of love, like this is not a critique of her, to leave the place that is the biggest example and attachment, physical representation and manifestation of their father who's not allowed back in the state, united or otherwise, like general or specific. And she's saying, Because of this man, I'm you you're going on right. this ride with me. The stakes are extremely high for her you look at Marge talking about her relationship with her mom the stakes are really high Jen Aiden's fucking marriage and cultural
1: yeah I mean hers uh, yeah uh, I love
0: representation I've, gender dynamics huge
1: my um I think from the beginning of this season and
0: Dolores to, is there
1: yeah <laughs>
0: no no Dolores has big stakes with her mom and from
1: the from the beginning David. of this season to where we are now I think my view on jennifer's position on the show has actually changed a lot oh
0: tell me because
1: i think at the beginning of the season i kind of felt like she was in dangerous territory because it felt like she didn't really have anybody on her side in the group because it was Mm -hmm. like you had you know she and jackie were getting along for like one episode and then they (laughs) weren't and it was clear that first of all margaret margaret wasn't trying to fuck with jennifer was not a fan. Mm. Melissa was not, you know, team Jen, uh, no surprise. Mm -hmm. And it seemed pretty apparent that Teresa didn't actually care about going to bat for her. Right. The way that Jen, I think would no doubt go to bat for Teresa. And has. And so it was kind of like, okay, yeah, like Dolores is like, Dolores is like friends with her, but like kind of just like, because Mm. three and three ish. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But like, I kind of felt like at the beginning of the season, it was like, oh, like this could be a really rough season for Jennifer mm. in terms of the group, because it's like if Teresa's going to be preoccupied with mm-hmm. tending the love bubble, mm-hmm. and, you know, Jennifer, and it just is tough to be in a defensive position kind of on your own. Yeah, and without I think,
0: support. Very isolating.
1: Yeah, but now r- because of Teresa's, horrid behavior, honestly. Mm -hmm. Jennifer has almost like catapulted herself into like kind of good standing with most of the women. I think that that conversation that she had with Margaret a couple episodes ago really felt like kind of a turning point to me. That it was like, okay, you and Margaret have so much baggage Mm -hmm. with each other that you've been so nasty to each other. And, you know, for... Whatever side you're on, I, I, I'm I kind of a little bit team no one in their dynamic because it's like they've just both been like – They've both fucked up. Yeah. They've both been like kind of hateful to each other, mm-hmm. and it is what it is. And um, the fact that they had that lunch or whatever it was together, and were really, I thought, leveling with each other and having a really mm-hmm. – it seemed oh, like honest conversation and getting to a better place, I think Jackie is – Way more understanding of Jennifer this season, especially now kind of knowing that Teresa was the one who told her to dig. Mm -hmm. Um, And Dolores, I think, has sort of stepped up the way that Jennifer said she needed her to. And so it's, it's interesting going into the end of this season that I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm kind of like, if anyone is on the ropes in this cast, I would almost say it's Teresa, which sounds... Which feels like a crazy Mm. thing to say because it's the Teresa show. But like. Nashville's coming. But I. um, (laughs) Right. Like I feel like with what we have left and with, you know, tidbits that I've heard about the reunion, Mm -hmm. it does not seem like Teresa is going to end this season in a good place.
0: With the rest of the cast.
1: Right. And I don't. I don't. Know whether that means that Teresa's spot on the show would be in danger because I don't know if that's something that I don't
0: think that's would uh, happen. yeah, I don't think that's anywhere close but to just, on the table just
1: in terms of like her standing within the group, I think it's it's telling that the season that Teresa has found love and is allegedly so happy mm. is likely going to be one of her worst seasons in terms of. The relationships with the other women and sort of, I feel like the other women are maybe getting to a point where they don't feel like they have to just be like deferential to Teresa at all times, which not like everybody always has. It's not like nobody's ever gone up against Teresa, but then it's also like, yeah, like we're all fine. Everybody's. I mean, everybody's been on the show for four seasons at least now. There's no newbie within the group except mm-hmm. for poor Tracy with the hair extensions. <laughs> oh. um, with those hair extensions. It, I don't
0: even. I can't even the, see them. It's not the terrible? I can't even see her face in my head. <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry to her. But it's like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, I think Teresa is going to have some some soul searching to do in the off season about her position on the show, I could see her leaving by choice. I don't know.
0: I don't see that happening anytime I don't, in the new I don't future. necessarily
1: think it will, but I, I feel like for the first time, I'm like, I can envision it happening. That's interesting. Even if I don't necessarily, if I don't think it's the most likely outcome, mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe. She could. She might.
0: I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I... You know, rewatch the um, Jersey after show, which, guys, if you're not watching the after shows on YouTube, it's just top tier. Honestly, the content is so great for Jersey and Orange County. But the way that Jennifer seems to triple down on her just blanket defense of Teresa and uh, and going after the other women on the after show is so. uh, Both surprising and I guess unsurprising because. We're watching her muddle in a little bit of the gray right now where she's Mm -hmm. like, wow, I guess I really kind of like lost something with having women really being there to support me by aligning so closely with Teresa. We're watching her appreciate olive branches that she's extending and that have been extended her way. And yet in real time, seemingly on the after show, she's like, everybody can go fuck themselves. And Teresa, you're, of course, always right. And it's just I just wonder what happens What happened to make that shift? Did she feel the pressure of needing to be a perfect seeming ally or friend to Teresa? Or did something happen where she decided that all of these, everybody else can go fuck themselves?
1: Yeah, I don't know the answer. I do think it feels at this point on Jersey, because the cast has been so consistent over Mm -hmm. the past few years, it feels like Melissa... Dolores and not Melissa Dolores, Melissa, Margaret, and Jackie. They feel like really authentic friends to me, mm-hmm. and I don't know how I don't know how much Wait, they're,
0: Melissa, Melissa, Margaret, and Jackie. Yeah, I think they're genuinely like, good friends. I don't
1: know how much they're seeing each other when the when they're not filming. I don't know how much they're talking, but like for what it's worth, on the show, I genuinely believe that the three of them care for each other, talk, know what's going on in each other's lives, are like. Good friends. Mm -hmm. And I think Dolores has that long standing friendship with Teresa. I don't know if they're super close at this point, but I feel like there's so much trust there. Right. There's that bond Bond. there and that basis of a friendship. Mm -hmm. And I think because of those two kind of dynamics, Mm -hmm. Jennifer really is the one person in that cast that doesn't have like a good true friend maybe
0: it's not sad because she needs one right now it is sad I think it does
1: well yeah I think that's the sad thing and I think that's why this season as the season has gone on it's been heartening to me to see her get to a little bit of a better place with Jackie and with Margaret because she truly does need it and I think that Margaret as much as she can be kind of a you know an asshole sometimes Mm -hmm. and you know talk more shit than she needs to Mm -hmm. we got to a point where i think she really it clicked for her that it was like oh jennifer is like not in a good place Mm -hmm. and maybe that's my fault maybe it's the fault of the universe or of bill but like (laughs) whatever whatever happened to get her there i don't want to make it worse right and I, I don't know if I would ever say that I think Margaret is, like, the best friend in the world or, like, going to be, like, a total ally to Jennifer going forward. But I appreciated that in that one moment it was like, you know what? I'm not going to kick you right now when yeah. you're down.
0: Yeah. And also I didn't realize that you were – as far down as as you seem, as I've now learned that you are
1: right, and I, I know you. Uh, you are a big fan of the idea of uh, changing your mind when you're presenting. Normalized, with- <laughs> changing your mind based on new information. <laughs> and Thank I felt like that you. was a good. That was a good correction yeah, from absolutely. Margaret. And I think Margaret is one of those people where she is really good at. Um, she's really good at housewives. She's good she at really is. She's good at the game, and I think she has fun with it a lot of the time. Sort of. At the expense of some p- other people, na- namely Jennifer, mm. but like she also is a real person who has like social skills, mm-hmm. and in that moment was like, "Oh, I don't need to do this right now. Like this isn't. It's not fun. It's not like fun when it like when they're screaming at each other at the shore house It's like yeah, like go for it. Do whatever you want. Right. Say say you're b- concubine or whatever. Like." That's, like, that's what Housewives is supposed to be. Like, Mm -hmm. anybody who says that it's, like, I don't like to see women fight. It's, like, respectfully, like, watch a different show. Like, you know what you're signing up for. But, like, I do appreciate that these women all know each other. Mm -hmm. It is a real group, even if it's just a group of coworkers. They've worked together for long enough now that there's no kind of, like, rando. Mm -hmm. Tracy, again. Um, (laughs) But, like, I, yeah, like, I like that Margaret in that moment can kind of, like, put aside her bullshit and be, like, Okay, like I know we just fought, but are you okay?
0: Well, and also, how would you ever think that this person hadn't talked about this or worked through when their sole mission is to bring up the same fucking topic when it came with when there were rumors about somebody else's spouse? If I was in Margaret's position, I would think this is so hypocritical because we all know what happened with Bill. And obviously, I assume that you have worked through it in some way because you're so focused on the same topic when it comes to somebody else and that's where the hypocrisy um, remains and and that has been the startling and interesting thing and nuanced aspect of this when it comes to Jen the fact that she really truly buried it deep inside and is now a decade later dealing with it I mean that's really interesting this is the glory of this show of like just when you think you sort of understand a person, you they're sort of broken open, you know. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, it doesn't always require immense pain. But um, there's a lot of value in understanding the ways that we make caricatures of each other, ourselves, and the women that we watch on screen. And then there's like, oh wait, there's a human person underneath. Look yeah. at
1: that. I don't know. I'm excited for the reunion. I'm a little nervous, but I I do. She feel does like- yell.
0: He, against doctor's order, she yells.
1: Oh, my God. I do feel like we got to find a new housewife in New Jersey.
0: No, we don't. No, no, I... I No, we don't.
1: I only say that not because I think there's anything wrong with the current cast. Some people are very like, it's so stale. And I just oh don't... Oh, my God, no, no. I don't think I don't, so. But I, I it makes doing. me nervous that the last two women that they've brought in as the new blood... Michelle realtor Michelle ugh,
0: it's so dumb
1: and Tracy have been like to me complete flops 100% I I mean I respect that Tracy has is trying
0: and she has a real genuine relationship with Melissa which which should matter yeah.
1: I like I I don't think necessarily it's Tracy's fault this season that 100% she's agree. flopped but she has flopped and it makes me nervous that maybe it's not like obviously like casting the last couple seasons hasn't felt like there needs to be some great shakeup but it's like you would hope that whoever they're bringing on to the show in a potential new role is somebody that they think has like genuine potential to be great because you shouldn't be like operating at you shouldn't be half-assing it and so like it makes me nervous that the last two times they've been like okay we found someone new Mm -hmm. they've just like not risen up to the challenge and so I would like to see them for next season at least find one person that is like can actually even just like be a full-time housewife for one season like I don't know I don't I don't think that the the cast needs like a Mm shake-up but it's like one new person isn't a shake-up it's just like yeah Casting.
0: No, that's a good point. And the
1: last two seasons, there theoretically would have been a new housewife if the new housewife had like had the goods.
0: And in Tracy's defense, the women on New Jersey are so overwhelming. They're so large. They loom large. They act large that she is participating in things she is responsive she's like using her voice with Teresa and otherwise I just don't she gets swallowed up in this dynamic it's just and we never got an introduction to her because she wasn't given to us as a she wasn't presented to us as a housewife so it's not like she came in and was meek she's not that at all and there's also a place for housewives to behave that way in the world ideally but it just—it's just—I just don't think that she—she's not—she's not the one that I think you're talking about when you talk about having somebody, you know, right? Like full time. The
1: fact that the last new housewives we had were no Jen and Jackie.
0: Oh yeah, I thought you were gonna say something else, and I was already upset. Yeah. What did you think I was gonna say? I thought you. I thought you were gonna talk about the twins and Amber. Oh uh, no and I no, was no, like, no no no! No, we're not talking about them. They never happened. They never. No happen. no 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 <laughs> no. We, right I mean,
1: we've Twitter. gotten like Dolores, Margaret. Yeah yeah, all, like, yeah yeah. But like, the fact that Jen and Jackie, I think, were sort of like slow burns in a way that it was like, not that. I mean, Jennifer, I guess, always kind of was was like loaded ready to go Mm -hmm. but like I don't (laughs) I don't think after their first season or even two Mm -hmm. people necessarily saw them as like top tier whatever Mm -hmm. it really took a while but like now at least for me and I not maybe not everybody agrees but like Jennifer and Jackie were like great casting on this show and the fact that they were both able to survive survive and work their way into the group yep. in a really meaningful way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just saying that Margaret, Jackie and Melissa have that friendship. Like the fact that she, that Jackie really like has built that with Melissa, who mm-hmm. is Melissa is always going to be kind of one of the like two pillars, as long as mm-hmm. Teresa's on the show. It And like, I think in a way, um, you know, Gina and Emily have kind of been the same, been a similar vibe that it's like two seasons ago, even last season, when after season fifteen, the like season from hell, when they were saying, "Oh, we're we're gonna do a reboot," when you were if when I was talking with people about like who to get rid of, I'm like, "Well, obviously Emily," and like even would like one season later. I'm like, "Well, thank God she's there because otherwise we wouldn't have this like through right. line. Who knows what would be happening? We would be stuck with like having to care about Doctor Jen, which would
0: <laughs> be awful. which would like my I be would terrible. rather have my teeth pulled."
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I think there is something to be said for like housewives can like people on housewives can like surprise us surprise you and also really like grow into their roles Totally. Both on the show and like as people. human people. Mm-hmm. I think I mean Gina is like to me like prime example number 1 like the journey that we've seen her go through in the last few seasons and like even like like 2 seasons ago I think was when her Hair was a fucking mess. She was like getting divorced. Mm. It was really going through it. I, mm-hmm. That was when she got her DUI. Like mm-hmm. it was just like bad stuff. Like it was not a good time in her life. And I think there were people that would have been like, "Get her off the show. Like she's she's not rich. She's a mess." Like blah 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 blah. Which like I had, I feel like I didn't care about her that much mm-hmm. at that time. But like now it's like, she, first of all, like I'm proud of her. Yeah on a just, like, a human level, like, turning her shit around. She seems so happy with Travis. I love that relationship yes. for her. D- like, the blended family, her dynamic with her ex. Like, all of that seems, like, so good. But also, it's, like, she's delivered so much as a housewife. Like, without Gina and Emily, this season would literally just be – I mean, I'm sure there would be other people if they weren't there. But, like, the, like you okay, what? We would have, like, two arguments between <laughs> – Shannon and Heather and then just like Noella. Like I, like what would be happening. You like
0: if we wouldn't have the arguments with Shannon and Heather because Heather wouldn't have known that Shannon told them. Yeah. There's maybe Nico-
1: there. maybe Nicole Weiss would be holding an orange. <laughs> Nicole
0: Weiss. Oh, my God. The rumors about her are fascinating. Listen, um, we've recorded for a hot minute, but is there any way, even though I didn't ask you about this before, but it occurred to me because, you know, when I start talking to you, I can truly never stop. Do you want to do a little Patreon? Yeah, we
1: could do a petit peu de Patreon.
0: <laughs> okay, guys. So we're going to shift okay. to Patreon because there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's some shit that, like, we talked about before recording that I do want to get on the public record. I when it <laughs> Literally, when it comes to some, some news about I can't even talk about it. It's like about really serious things. That Hi. Okay, so we're going to and I do want to talk to you about Noella cuz we haven't talked about her at length and oh, I Lord. I when it comes to reboots and casting I want to get your thoughts. Um but listen in the meantime tell the AGs about your pods. You're a pod Maven, you have a pod a, a pod a industry maven. and you're social. You guys all follow Bravo by batches, but Dylan Hafer please mention it all. How can we support you in all of your different um phenomenal endeavors?
1: Yeah, so I host for media i host our bravo podcast mention it all we do three normal episodes a week with rotating guests super fun we're recapping shows getting general thoughts it's a, a whole mixed bag of content and then right now i'm also doing solo mini episodes on friday that are <gasps> top chef recaps which i'm having so much fun with because <sighs> top chef is just like so a cool. joyous mm. television experience and mm. so i just like talk to myself for 15 minutes about it every week um and then I also host a podcast called pop alarm which is pop culture and celebrity entertainment news and it is five days a week little five minute short sweet episodes Mm. just kind of bullet point updates of all the stories that are happening so yeah it's a good way to kind of um if you're not like extremely online the way that I am in a bad way <laughs> um, it's a good way to kind of get caught up um, and yeah you can follow me on Instagram at Dylan Hafer
0: and also your Bravo Instagram
1: yes of course well you mentioned that but uh, follow at Bravo by batches for lots of memes and updates and yeah fun fun quizzes and polls.
0: And I also have to say maybe we'll talk about this on the Patreon too, but like if you follow Bravo by Betches, it is absolutely mandatory that you follow Dylan's personal because for many reasons and you're so funny as we all know well but your recommendations especially for non bravo tv content and movies it's like i go into your highlights i texted you the other day and yeah. was like what was that thing that you said like literally 6 years ago that was like with people who are famous and then i'm like wait he has fucking highlights and i went through and was like oh okay this is the netflix movie that i want to watch next like i cannot more highly recommend cuz i think your taste is just always spot on your reviews are really really helpful and i'm always on the lookout for a new non bravo tv binge so i just Thank highly you. recommend yeah and they're saved on your highlights
1: i watch just too many things that's kind of the <laughs> same that's, that's kind of the thing so like I, I tell you uh if something is worth your time
0: okay that's we like... need to talk about we crashed too oh. we're gonna talk about that on patreon i have so many thoughts i
1: think we can all agree that there should not be a fuck closet
0: <laughs> <laughs> should i mean do we um listen guys um follow me on instagram at dame galley the patreon the number one way to support andy's girls patreon.com slash andy's girls as i mentioned earlier there's a 40 minute plus um sg of the ag exclusive where i do a live reaction to the beverly hills trailer and dylan and i are going to ret- uh, return re- well yeah return to the patreon people's people's couch um and you get exclusive bonus episodes invites to special zoom key keys, and more so that's patreon.com slash andy's girls we're about to record an episode that'll be up uh, just you know while you're listening to this one and instagram did i say at Dean galley i don't know if you i did. did but
1: yeah.
0: say it again Jane <laughs> galley as i am took a you know took the week off of essentially everything and i just have to highly recommend that if anyone is feeling any kind of anything i just was dealing with like anxiety that took a turn just in the sense of like oh i need to actually practice the self-care of which i sometimes a spouse, and I just highly recommend that if you find yourself too online, just taking a couple days of genuinely logging out so you don't get notifications or anything, it is restorative. So if you're thinking, (laughs) after you follow me on social, get (laughs) off of it. Take a couple days off. Watch We Crashed on Apple TV, which we're going to talk about. Watch some non-Bravo content, because sometimes this world can get a little hot and just you know, find ways to enjoy. I think being with yourself. That was that was kind of the lesson that I learned from the past week that I highly recommend. And thanks to those um, who checked in and sent me some sas and and. Um, uh, and all that good stuff. Um, I think that, you know, we're still dealing with quite a lot as we know. And if you're just, uh, hopefully there to look out for yourself, um, and do what makes you feel good and feel good right now. I think that's, um, a a pretty good plan on that note, guys, we're going to, um, talk shit about (laughs) the people on Patreon. So we'll talk shit with y'all so soon. Bye Bye. Thank you.